Welcome to the Eli Kassab Experience. Um, welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, I have uh, my good friend Danny Reyes. Say hello, Danny. What's up? <laughs> Danny uh, is an athletic trainer who is currently at the University of, of Utah with the football team. Um, Danny has worked with me in the past with the Miami Dolphins uh, back in 2014, but you started in 20, well, 2011 or something like that? 11, yeah. 11, right? So um, did some couple of summer internships with the Dolphins and then worked his way up into a year-long position. He was there for a couple of years. Um, then he went on to do his GA ship um, with the University of Florida Gators. Um, and you were out there for two years doing your GA ship. And then you stayed an extra year to work football, right? Yes, and sir. then you just got a full-time position at the University of Utah football team. Um, past July. Yep. Past July. So this was your first season with them. And then you pretty much, yeah, moved across the coast and then um, posted up shop in, in Salt Lake City. Um, yep. And you are a, 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 a Miami native, right? Miami born and raised, baby. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, uh, grad or, uh, undergrad, uh, Nova Southeastern University, yep, Nova right? Nova Southeastern University, yeah. Davey. Uh, did, I, <laughs> did I miss anything as far as that pretty much sum up your uh, schooling and career? You know, pretty much did I, did so I miss far, anything in, there? Um, in between years after I finished my year long internship or my second year long internship with the Dolphins, um, that was your second year, I believe. Right. Um, yep. mm -hmm. I went and I worked with the team doctors for the Dolphins. So I worked with Dr. Yagnik and um, Uribe and all those guys. And I was predominantly right. with That's a right. traumatologist. It was Dr. Charles Jordan. So that was my predominant doctor that I worked with, but I also worked okay. with. Um, throughout the week, Uribe and with uh, Dr. Yagnik. And Uribe and Yagnik are still right. the team positions for, for Miami. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah, so a lot of football, but you had a little bit of mix there with that with that, that one year. I had that one year of clinical experience. Yeah. And, yeah, it was interesting. That's awesome. And and how's uh, how's, been, how's Salt Lake been treating you so far? Salt Lake's Being good, coming man. from, like, spending your whole life in Miami, South Florida. And then Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City. Is, yeah, it's a big, <laughs> it's a very, very big change. Um, yeah. It's weather-wise, obviously, I mean, it snows here, yeah, all of that. Um, but it's, it's, it's a change and a good thing. I'm, I, I get seasons now. It's not year-round yeah. summer, yep. which is really yep. nice. It's not humid here, which is also very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a lot colder here and all that good stuff. But it's, it's awesome to experience the seasons. Um, you've yeah. been to Salt Lake. For those who haven't been to Salt Lake, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's beautiful, man. It's nature is everywhere. You can't drive anywhere without having the mountains right next to you, which is really, really nice. Um, and, and there's there's a lot to do within 20 minutes of where I live. I live just south of downtown, so I mean, I can get on the highway. I could be in Park City in 30 minutes. I could, you know, I just drove 45 minutes a little earlier today. I went to Antelope Island to go hike over there. You know, it's just nice. It's nice, man. Nature here That's is awesome. nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, how uh, how's the uh, how's the adjustment been between you know going from dealing with you know the people of South Florida and the people of Salt Lake City? Have they been treating you well? In the Dude, it's <laughs> it's talk? it's a total like one eighty. It's just like yeah. the complete opposite <laughs> from South Florida. I love home. It's, it's home, South Florida. But yeah, yeah people yeah. are rude, man. People are kind yep. of no, that's yeah. down there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I say the same thing. I say the same like, thing. 
people are rude like, and stuff in here you get here and like people are so much nicer and like everyone yeah. like says hi to you like even today in yeah. my hike when people would cross by hey how you doing how's your day it's like yeah. hey man <laughs> you know <laughs> super friendly people everyone's very very nice everyone um you know and then at work you know everyone treats me like family which is really nice too so i can't nice can't complain about that that's awesome man that's awesome and how was the and as far as the you know the work perspective the work side of things how was it working you know your first you know first year with uh you know the football team down there yeah. uh, you know how was that uh that experience it was it was it was different and and, and it was very similar in, in different facets obviously i mean it was different uh just because you're getting used to another getting used to a new environment, getting used to new athletes. Um, right, to talk for to sure. these guys a little bit differently. You have to treat them a little bit differently. They come from not the background that I'm used to dealing with, you know. Um, they come from you know, not necessarily, some of them not necessarily like football backgrounds. They're just regular kids, you know, that happen to be yeah. pretty athletic and they could play football where, you know, this wasn't part of their whole lives and stuff as opposed to back in Florida. Like, these kids came out of the womb with a football in their hands and like that's all they knew and that's you know it was football 24 7 they they were in peewee ball and they went up to pop warner they did optimus they did all of that stuff they worked their way through middle school jv high school and now they're in college you know so they've done it their whole lives a lot of guys here haven't done that um and it also it's, it's a very big difference um when it comes to just culture um you know obviously here being in salt lake uh the lds uh you know, church is very, very big here in, in the state of Utah, period, but yep. especially here in Salt Lake. So a lot of a lot of our athletes are LDS, you know, uh, athletes. So I, I hadn't really worked with any of them before. Not that they're different, you know, they're regular people, um, but <laughs> it's just it's they come from a different background. It's a different culture that you kind of got to get used to um, and, and, you know, just how you communicate with them and, and the examples you could use that I used to use with other students, you know, at Florida at the Dolphins, at Nova Southeast University, like, had to kind of sit down and think a little bit and kind of, you know, talk to these guys a little bit different, you know. Um, but, yeah, culture-wise, it's been different. But then, it, you know, and, and just adapting to the staff here has been a little bit different Well, as well. But uh, the similarities come where it's still athletic training. It's still football. You know, right. practices are still football practices. Um, you're yeah. going to get injuries. You're going to have days that are just – never ending you're gonna have days where you just have an absolute blast you're gonna have days that are just absolutely rough and you're just like what am i doing you know mm -hmm. um but mm -hmm. you know like me my, my i love what i do my, my my least favorite part of my job is training camp <laughs> um, yeah for for college high school nfl whatever it may be it sucks it is grueling it is very very long days and you know i kind of I got here two weeks before training camp started. So I moved across the country in four days. I got settled in, big air quotes on that one. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, just started. You know, so that was, that was a challenge. That wasn't easy, not knowing anything here, not knowing anyone here, um, just not knowing even the lay of the land um, was, was a little different. Um, so it took a little getting used to, and you kind of had to do that fast and quickly. But uh, I'm glad um, yeah, it, it worked yeah. out well. And, and but yeah, it was it was there's definitely challenges coming from from out east out here to the west yeah. west coast. 
And so, like, just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, you know, I know, like, that was kind of, uh, you know, and, like, learning how to, like, talk to athletes and stuff. I know this is a conversation I have with, like, you know, current, like, students or interns and stuff. And, and it's, like, the soft skills in athletic training are the things that they don't teach us. So, like, I, I, what are, like, I mean, if you can provide, like, like, some specific examples as far as, like, you know, if there are, like, you know, new athletic trainers listening that are wondering, like, well, like learning to communicate differently, like, you know, like you, you said, using different examples to try and like connect with the athlete and kind of, kind of relate to them. So, Oh, um, phone call. Do Terrible it. Timing. Nope. Not during the podcast. Anyway, ah. <laughs> let's put this on airplane mode. So, um, <laughs> they, what kind of, what are some examples, um, I guess with soft skills, whether you're dealing with an athlete from injury or rehab or like, you know what I mean? Like, so specifically, like what was it about the communication style? Um, that was hard. I know for me, you know, it was just, you know, learning how to talk to athletes that just don't want to do rehab and don't want to do certain things and learning to try and how to get through certain people. Um, so if you got any examples, like what, yeah. like, you yeah. know, what could you share, um, specifically about the communication barrier? Well, to start off, I feel like education part, they don't really do a good job about this, I feel. Um, no one really teaches you a bedside manner. No one really teaches you how to talk to people. They teach you everything from a special test to, you know, what do we got to look for anatomy-wise and all that stuff. But, like, I, I found it challenging, you know, even in grad school or, or in undergrad, to, to be honest with you, like, no one kind of, like, explain that part you know and then I, I guess part of an athletic trainer like you have to have a little bit of personality you know so you have to be able to to joke about things you have to be able to be serious about things at different times right. you know but like no, no one ever really teaches you bedside manner you kind of learn that by the people that you're around and stuff mm -hmm. um so you know uh Kevin O'Neill, he used to be at the head athletic trainer for the Dolphins. I don't think you, you didn't work for him. You worked under Ryan. Uh, right? Yeah, no, I worked with Ryan. I met yeah. Kevin, but he yeah. met Kevin. Okay, so Kevin, Kevin, like, is he? He, um, he kind of gave me the really good example of having a, a very good bedside manner to begin with, right? So he he explained everything in depth. He 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 kind of explained it to people without going over their head. You know, he basically dumbed it down, but what he was saying was extremely accurate, right? So, to give you an example, when I was back at Florida, like, whenever you had to explain an injury or, or something, you know, if an athlete asked you, well, what happened? Why do I have this, you know? Mm -hmm. you, 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 had to, you had to dumb it down, and, that, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all, but you just you had to bring it to a level that they could understand you, you know? And yeah. once you kind of explained that, my experience was, all right, cool, what do I got to do? You know, and it's just, you kind of just go from there. Um, when I got here to Utah, um, I was kind of surprised that a lot of these guys, like, knew a little bit about, you know, anatomy, about physiology, about injuries and stuff. So when I say, oh, yeah, we just, you know, we got a ladder right ankle sprain, and they're like, oh, okay, well, what ligament are we talking about? We're like, wait a minute, <laughs> okay. like, okay, well, the ATF, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, I know where that is. It's like, What's your background? Oh, I'm an engineering major. Right. I'm like, then why do you know this? <laughs> but you know, but, it, but it's cool. It's like, all right, so, you know. So you could you could talk at a different level. You could talk at a, at a you know. You could just get straight to the point, I guess, with these guys. And then um, I, I've always tried to 
to basically break down everything from the rehab process, you know, from, from the point of injury, you know, everyone is all, you know, it could be a, an array of emotions, upset, angry, you know, everything, you know, you, you've, mm -hmm. you've experienced it too. Um, but from that point and then kind of draw out and give them the layout of what's going to happen, what to expect, you know, all of that stuff. I try to be, always be very, very honest with them. Um, you know, it's rehab is not easy. It's not meant to be fun. It's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be challenging. Um, if you're not sweating, and my, my, my theory is if you're not sweating with rehab, man, we're not doing something right. You know, it, <laughs> it can't be, it can't be easy because if you expect to get back to the level that you were at sport or exceed that level, which is what we try to do when we rehab people, um, you're going to be busting your butt in sport. You're going to be sweating in sport. So we have to sweat a little bit of rehab. We've got to get the heart rate up. So. Mm -hmm. I guess the difference was going so going back to the original question. I keep going on tangents, so I apologize. Um, no, you're good. Um, going back to that original question, yeah, like just like a scenario like that with the whole ankle sprain, you know, where, where I would I would tell a kid, you know, back in Florida, it's like, yeah, man, you just you got a lateral ankle sprain, you know, this is these take usually around this time, you know, you never give them an exact date either. I've learned that too over the years. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you kind of just give them a little rundown. Yeah, you'll be all right. You know, we'll do all these rehab exercises and stuff. But, like, when I got here, I get a lot of follow-up questions. Um, and okay. I, I wasn't kind of expecting that at the beginning. Um, but now it's just like a normal thing. It's like, all right, well, he's going to ask me, what do I have to do? Um, you know, how long is this going to take? Um, you know, is, can I do it once, you know, twice a day? Or is it only a one-time-a-day thing? Or, you know, for surgical uh, athletes hey, man, when can I come out of my sling? I hate this thing. I can't sleep. My neck hurts. You know, stuff like that. And then, mm -hmm. you know, having to explain why they can't come out of their sling for another week and the importance of keeping that on, the importance of immobilizing the joint, all of that stuff, you know. So it's, it's a little bit different. Um, I, I feel like here, too, you don't have to baby them as much. Um, okay. You know, a, a lot of our guys are, are, I wouldn't say older, but some of them are. Just because some of them start their college careers, uh, then they go on an LDS mission, which the mission usually takes anywhere from one to two years. Um, so when they come back from this mission, they could be sent anywhere in the world too. You know, that's something that I had to learn. Like I'm like, what's what's your mission? I, I don't get it. You know, right. they explain it to me and all that. So they get sent to it could be anywhere in the United States. It could be anywhere in the world really. So they usually go there for two years, and they are you know doing stuff for their mission. They're not playing football. They're not training. They're not lifting. They're not you know. Their nutrition isn't like a football nutrition athlete. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's yeah. very different. And then they basically leave that and they come back the very next semester that they're back to school. And then, oh, wait, you're expected to go and do winter conditioning. You're expected to go and bench 225 20 times. You know, you're, you're expected to do all of these things. And, you know, obviously our strength coaches are great here. And they, they understand that, hey, we got to bring this guy back to where he was. Um, but it, it's it's a big adjustment for them, and it's also a big adjustment for us, because, you know, they haven't been around football, so now it's just, it's it's a totally different thing when it comes to communication. It's uh you know it's it's just different because, as, as much of a shell shock that it is for them getting back into it, um, it's a little bit like that for us, just because you know we'll we'll, we'll get frustrated with like the little things. It's like hey man, like yeah you gotta come in for rehab, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. They're like. Oh my bad, dude. Like I just don't remember, or whatever. You know, so it's they just yeah. gotta get back in the groove, just and get, yep. you gotta get in the groove with them, so to speak. So it's mm -hmm. it has challenges, but yeah. it worked out. 
And then, at, well, and then talk to me about, you know, your, you know, your GA ship life, you know, you know, we talk about comparing the athletes, you know what I mean? But let's talk about your experience, like maybe as a graduate assistant, um, you know, what was, what was that like being in grad school and working essentially full time? Like, yeah. Um, so I remember before I left the dolphins, uh, now for the people who don't know him now, he's a, you know, way. Yep, he's one of the athletic yeah, okay. trainers. He's one of the athletic trainers, one of the assistant athletic <laughs> trainers. Um, you know, he, I remember he kind of pulled me aside right before I left, and we, we had a good good talk, you know, kind of thanking me for everything I did, you know, explaining to me how I've grown, you know, since my very first day as a summer intern to my very last day as a year-long intern. Like, you know, you, you definitely learn a lot. Um, you know, so we were kind of just talking and stuff, and then, you know, he, he brought it up. He's like, hey, man, so the next step is, you know, getting a GA position. Um, you know, doing all of that. And, and, and he told me, he goes, this is going to be the hardest thing you've probably done in a while. Um, and I didn't believe him. I'm like, yeah, I mean, how hard can it be, dude? It's, I worked, you know, 220 plus hours for two weeks, you know, a time period. And we, yeah. we both did it. I mean, that was brutal as, as it yeah. could be. Um, you know, so it was one of those things where it's just like, how hard can it be? And then, well, I get to Florida and I get there in May. So I wasn't enrolled in classes yet, which was nice. So I got to kind of just go and, and, and you know, kind of work because uh, it was right after spring ball was done. But it was kind of get into summer conditioning, get to know the players, get to do all of that stuff. Oh, hey, cool. Training camp's here. All right, let's go into camp. And I'm in camp and everything's cool. And then it's like, oh, crap, classes start next week. Like, yikes. <laughs> this is 2016. I graduated undergrad in 2013. I did the two years of, with the Dolphins. So, so he's been out of the, the Yeah, and then, and then the one year after, after the Dolphins, working with the team docs. So it's like, man, I've been out of school for three years. And, like, that first semester was rough. I mean, I, I did good grades-wise and all that stuff throughout all of grad school, which I was happy about. But mm -hmm. that first semester was not easy, just getting back into the groove of things, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, being the first one to open up the training room, working a whole day, having to leave for class. Classes were once, twice a week sometimes. Um, and, you know, classes weren't an hour long. Classes were like three to four hours long consecutive, you know, just hours, no breaks, no nothing. And then leave class, go back to your, to, you know, to your job, and then start taping guys up for practice. Guys go to meetings, scarf down whatever you can for lunch, Oh wait, now we got to go out to practice. Practice is usually a two and a half hour deal. Come in from practice, do some post-practice treatments. By the time you look at it, it's already nine o'clock at night. You're exhausted from the whole day. You need to eat dinner. You smell like an absolute trash can because I mean it's just football, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. you're like, oh crap, I have nine research articles to read, which all range from seven to about fifteen pages long. I have to go through three hours worth of lectures. I have to go through this. I have to go through that. It's a lot, you know, and, and, it, and it hit me really hard at first, and it was it was rough. Um, but like anything, you kind of just get a hang of it, you kind of you know, go through it, and it gets done. Um, but it was it was it was cool. And then you know, like the work part of my GA life, um, it wasn't easy. Um, and 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 I liked it. It's it's both good and bad. It, it wasn't easy, obviously, because you're in school and, and it's rough. You know, you have to do a lot and you don't really have time <laughs> for anything. You know, you don't have time to go get a workout in sometimes. You don't have time to to go have a drink 
or something like you, you just there, there's no time because you're either working or you're working towards your stuff for class because you need to you can't fail <laughs> if you yeah. fail then you don't have a GHF anymore um, but it was good because my 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 the head athletic trainer at Florida currently Paul Silvestri he he was my boss and he kind of looked over me and um, you know he 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 knew when to challenge me he knew when I, there was too much on my plate and he knew when he could push me a little bit more and you know, he was always just go, 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 go. He was always on me. He was always giving me stuff to do. And I'm just here like, man, dude, like, I've got all of this I'm already doing. Why do you keep giving me stuff? You keep giving me stuff. Um, but obviously he knows what he's doing. He's done this for a while. And uh, one piece of advice I could give is never complain. Um, I didn't. And then I would, you know, leave the training room and I'd be like, what the hell, man, all of this. And then, you know, you'd vent to your classmates that, you know, are, are GAs as well. And they get it because they have all the schoolwork to do and they have all their rotations and stuff to, to go to as well. Or their sites that they have to be at. So they understand this. So those are those become like your confidants and you kind of just vent to them. You know, we had a few conversations throughout my time there where I just kind of just vented. And you're like, yeah, dude, like I went through the same thing at, at, at Weber, you know, or, or at northern arizona or wherever it was that you did grad school um and it's just like you you know what it is it sucks like some of the days brutal man there's no way to put it it just it sucks um but uh those thinking back now man i'm I'm so glad that i went through those experiences i'm so glad that i had those experiences because here at work for instance you know i'm i have right now i have my five surgical rehab athletes that I'm doing that I'm in charge of their rehab. And then I have three other guys who are, you know, injured athletes that I'm in charge of their rehabs as well. You know, so I got eight guys right now. I'm also in charge of the student intern program that's here at Utah. Um, So I have 12 students that I'm in charge of with that, making scheduling, making sure they're at the right position group, making sure that they're doing all the right things in practice, doing all these things. Um, then, you know, you have all of your, um, like your paperwork and all the, the, uh, you know, the injury logs and injury treatment stuff and, and all of this, you know, administrative work that you have to take care of, because if you don't take care of them, you have your boss's boss coming down and being like, yo, what are you doing, dude? Um, you know, so it's just, it's a lot that you got going on that I have going on right now. But if it wasn't for those experiences as a graduate assistant, um, you just, you wouldn't know where to start, and I'll, I'll, like you get presented with this thing, it's like, hey, by the way, you got to man this thing. It's like, great. You kind of sit back and you're like, all right, what do I got to do? Like, let me plan this out. Let me, you know. And then, thankfully, we had the experience of, of dealing with summer interns while we were both in Miami, so we we, we had that experience of managing people, um, you know. And I even had that experience of managing people way before that, even in high school, you know, like band as much as that, as dumb as that may sound like i was one of the officers or whatever where we would have responsibilities and we'd have to take care of people and keep people in check and keep people in line and stuff like that you know and then we had to do stuff that if we didn't do we couldn't go and perform we couldn't you know we had to load the truck we had to do all the grunt work all that stuff but like that's normal you know like whatever i, I liked it i enjoyed it um you know so I had that experience, and then the experience at the Dolphins, then you get to GA, you know, you, you get to grad school, and as a GA, you have to, you know, be in charge, so to speak, of the undergrad students, um, you know, so all of those experiences, you kind of just learn how to deal with people, you learn how to be, how not to be rude, you learn how, you know, 
be nice to ask things politely to get what you need to get by not pissing the other person off. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's important. Very important. So yeah. that and that was like that's where I kind of honed that skill because it is a skill. Um, that's where I kind of honed that in. It was in grad school. Um, and then grad school at the end of the day, man, you just see stuff that you don't you don't see in other places or whatever. You know, um, and depending on where you're at, depending on the doctors that you're with. You know, we had I was freaking fortunate enough to have awesome doctors that work in the University awesome. of Florida, and I could ask them anything at any time. I could go watch any surgery. Like, they were just cool, man. So they, uh, you know, I was able to learn so much from them, just from watching them and seeing what they do. So GA life, they're, man, it's, it's not easy, but, you know. No, no, definitely not. And now they're becoming, you know, kind of few and far between because, you know, yeah. obviously our, our profession's moving to a grad, you know, graduate program mm -hmm. only. So there's only a few GA ships left in the, in the country. Yeah. Um, few, few people left going through that, um, that same experience, but. Um, what are, what are some things you, you wish you would have known, I guess that you learned in your GA ship, but you wish you would have known beforehand when you got into it? Let's see. Um, I mean, for anyone who's going into a new GA position, let's say, right. If anyone's hearing this and right. if, if they don't expect to be the low man on the totem pole, I'm sorry to burst the bubble, but you're going to be the low man on the totem pole. Um, you know, and, and you will be the first one to be voluntold to do things. Um, you know, just when you think that you could go home, get some schoolwork done. Oh, by the way, you have, you know, you have to go cover this or you have to go do this or, hey, go put Gatorade in this room or whatever. Or, hey, go, you know, something just comes it's up. Something right? so, yep, always. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I kind of, I kind of expected that. I'm not going to lie to you. But at the same time, like, you can't really expect it, if that makes any sense. Like, because yeah. what, what I, I guess the, the best way to put it is, I didn't expect all of the unexpected things to happen. Okay, um, I got you. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's, that's really how I, like, view it. Um, yeah. You know, it's at any point in the time, like... I always thought that there was like, all right, I'm like, all right, you know, this is how my day is going to be. It's going to be structured. It's going to go like this, 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 and this. And then the day starts. And from the first minute of the day, it's just flipped. And it does not go as planned. It does not go like you thought it was going to be. So it's yeah. like, great. Um, it's, you know, that was the unexpectedness of the day. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know yeah, if that really answers no, the question. That's, or not, no, that's that's no, that's. I mean, that's it's it's your answer. Like that's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's you. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's always interesting to just hear hear people's different you know perspectives yeah. uh, on it. You know, and I know with um, you know, I'm always trying to kind of get some of the you know kind of some of the things that are you know unexpected with jobs and positions and schools and internships. So it's really cool to kind of hear everyone's perspective on it i guess the unexpected you know? thing for me was i had to work men's golf too so i had to you know okay. that, that was that was really challenging because you have you know you deal with football guys who you always tell oh get tough get tough you're fine you're, you're a tough guy and then you go work golf which not to say they're not tough is yeah these guys are athletes too and what they do right. is it's pretty amazing but the game of golf is such a mental game and you know i that's i guess that's what uh, 
that's a good unexpected thing when I, you know, when they had an injury and I explained to them what their injury was and I explained to them, you know, how it might bother them a little bit in their backswing and when they make contact with the ball and they look at me like I have 25 heads and it's like, wait a minute, like I'm going to feel something when I swing and I'm like, yeah, dude, just kind of go and be fine. Yeah. They're like, no, I can't, like I have to be perfect yeah. and stuff. So, you know, I had to learn that <laughs> and I was, that wasn't easy, yeah. but you know, yeah. that's, that was kind of an unexpected thing. How would I think of it? Crazy, but all, all good experiences. Everything teaches you something, right? Everything like you're saying earlier, like, and what was it in, um, did you know that you was wanted to do a GA ship? Like what was the, what was the thought process, I guess, with getting a GA ship? Like, was that something you always knew you wanted to do? Um, or did you have some other things in mind before you decided to go to the GA ship route? Like why, so, I guess for yeah. you personally, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, I mean, from a young age, I've known that I wanted to do this. I didn't know what this, gotcha. what we do was uh, at the time. Cause I was like nine when, you know, I went to my first NFL game and I saw people go on the field and someone got hurt. And I'm like, Hey, that looks really cool. Cause I could be with those guys that are really cool, but I could do that, which is pretty cool. I don't know what they do, but that looks awesome. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, going all through undergrad and stuff like that, it's kind of always put in your head like, yeah, you know, you got to go to grad school and get your master's degree. And at the time, you know, you're, you're, you're going through undergrad and you're like, man, undergrad's hard enough. Like I got to go to grad school. Like, mm -hmm. you know? yep. so it was always like, it was always an intimidating thing, especially for me. It was because I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, like, not that I hate school because I don't. And I've, the older I get, the more I learn to love it. But like, I just, I wasn't really interested in it. man. I, I was there yeah. to get my degree and I, I did well in school. It's not that I was a bad student or anything, but I, I was there to get my degree and I was there to be an athletic trainer. I didn't care about my math class. I didn't care about my freaking literature class. You know, I didn't care. Um, but when it came to AT classes, yeah, first front row, you know, like I was all into it. Um, but let me see. I just lost myself. Grad school. We're talking about grad school. See, yep. Kind of why you stuff. decided to why, do know, I why decide? you decided yes. to pursue you know, a GA ship route. So I start at the Dolphins, and I look at everyone that's on staff, and they all did it, right? They all yeah. went, and they all got their masters um, somewhere, and you know then then it was always instilled in you in in undergrad, but then I get there, which I started my first summer was right after my sophomore year of undergrad so i'm like freshman i just took a modalities class like i barely know how to set up a stem unit on somebody you know um but <laughs> i started asking questions you know and, and then it was it was really nice too because at the time when i started there i don't think you ever worked with john andino but he's with the steelers he's there just their PT. yeah you missed him by the yeah. year as well um mm -hmm. he was he was the guy, he was our seasonal intern when I was a first summer, and he was still in PT school, so he was getting his doctorate degree and stuff. And you know, he, he was he was really cool, and, and I, I talked to him a lot about it. And I, you know, I would always ask him, "Hey, what's it like? What's this? What's that?" You know. So having his side of things, I'm like, man, I kind of want to do PT school. It sounds kind of cool. But then at the same time, like, I always thought, man, I don't want to be confined to like a clinic, working with no offense, a 70 year old patient who has to, you know, be helped to get up, you know, and we need people to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, For sure. But that's just not what 
I wanted to do, you know, and mm-hmm. especially at that time. So, you know, uh, that, that's kind of where it started. And then seeing all of these people all across, you know, you, you go to the PFATS website and you look at the staff for every single, uh, you know, football team. And someone did a GA ship somewhere, you know. So I'm just like, all right, well, this is, this is what we have to do. This is what's next in my career in order to get to what I want to get to. Um, so that's kind of where it was. And then, um, you know, applying for GAs and, and graduate assistant positions, like, that was brutal for me, man. And it was, yeah. unfortunately, it was a process that took a lot longer than I wanted it to. Um, you know, you were there for, for one of them when I got accepted and then I was told, no, like, you're not going to go. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, and then got told again, oh, yeah, yeah no, you're good, you're good, you're going to come, you're going to come. And then get told the second time, no, we, we moved on from you, you know. Yeah. And, you know, they left me a voicemail. I'm not going to mention the school or the person, but they left me a voicemail and I'm yet to hear back from them to this day. So, you know, that, that was kind yeah. of, you know, I kind of held on to that one for a little bit. And I was a little bit bitter about that for a while, but it was just like hard, man, because it's like, man, what else do I have to do? Like, yeah, you get your hopes up and then it comes crashing down. And it just crashes, man. And, and you know, it, it, that happened with a total of what? One, two, three, four schools, um, you know, and then. When I when I do when I did reach out to Florida, they had already had an intern or, or, or GA, and it's just like, well, great, okay. you know, this guy they already have somebody. They're not gonna have someone here till next year, and then you know at the time like no one else was hiring GAs for that year. Like that's it, the timeline or that time period kind of passed. So I was kind of stuck, and it's like, all right, well, let's go, you know, work for the team positions for fans. I did that for the year, and then thankfully it all worked out where I got to Florida, and I was a GA at Florida. Um, right after that okay. that year, so it started 2016. So, I mean, that's kind of how how it was. I always knew that I had to do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and one thing I I was always sure of is that I always I always like knew that I wanted to go somewhere good, that they could help me get places. And obviously, it worked out for the because I'm yeah. here because of those guys. You know? Yep. See, and I think that's interesting. A lot of people don't don't you know see that side of things like you know they'll they'll see like on a resume that you were here here and here like these certain places but the in-betweens they don't know that you you applied to you know so many different ga ships and then had you know some offers and then pullbacks and offer and pullback and rejections and here and and, and it was a it was a process and i think that's Mm -hmm. kind of important to highlight because i you know and i think like you know some people get caught up in seeing everything on paper but don't necessarily know what happens behind the scenes you know so I think it's important, man. So, like, you know, people know that that type of stuff. Like, it's not, you know, sometimes it does. It is easy. Sometimes you apply to one place and you get, and you get offered it. and you yeah. go. But yeah. not always the case. Like, it's your GA shit. Yeah, that. And then even when I just my first real job, which is now here at Utah, right? Like, right. Utah, <laughs> I, I interviewed at, let me see, I interviewed at North Carolina Chapel Hill. I interviewed at Texas A&M University. I had phone interviews with University of Illinois. I had, uh, what else? What other interview did I have with another school? USF, like, you know. Lots. And then, like, lots of places, right? I, I was flown out to two separate places where I was, like, considered a finalist, you know? And then it's just weird, like, I was helping out back with the Dolphins for OTAs one day just to do something, you know, because I don't want to, like, not do anything after that. You know, I was done at Florida. 
and you know got a phone call hey utah's hiring this is not you want me to throw your name in there absolutely throw my name in there and then that kind of just moved and it happened you know and i'm here so you know it was crazy it is it is crazy yeah. and it was it was also <laughs> like exhausting i don't yeah. I, I didn't like it at all i thought ga getting a ga position was rough getting that job getting your first job really is, is, is tough man it's not yep. easy it's tough starting out yeah it really is once you're in it's a little bit I think it's a little bit better, but. <laughs> and then what was it, what was it like, you know, we talked about your GA ship and then the full-time job. What about, so the internship, so your seasonal position with, with the dolphins, um, you know, as far as, you know, we're talking about the process and kind of, you know, applying and getting these positions and how did, how did that come about? Like, you know, you, you go to Snova Southeastern university, you get in the program. How, how did the whole Miami the dolphins thing kind of, you know, come to Happen. yeah. fruition? Fruition. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, one of our common friends, Rudy Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rudy is a alumni of Nova Southeastern University. So when I started at NSU, um, he was kind of like a part-time athletic trainer there. He wasn't even like a full-time guy. Um, and he helped out with men's basketball and I believe with another sport. I don't know what the other sport was, but he helped out with men's basketball and at the time, Larry Starr was the head athletic trainer for men's basketball. For people who don't know who Larry Starr is, he's an NATA Hall of Famer. He, uh, he used to work with the Cincinnati Reds back in the 70s, won a ton of World Series championships with like arguably one of the best teams in Major League Baseball back in the 70s in the heyday of the Cincinnati Reds. He went on, he was the first athletic trainer for the Florida Marlins at the time from 1993, yeah. and I think he... Um, he finally left the Marlins in the year 2000, so he won another championship uh, with, the, with the Marlins in 97. Um, and then kind of when he was done with pro baseball and that whole crazy lifestyle, he went and he started a program at NSU. So he was the guy who started athletic training at North Southeastern. Um, so Rudy was under this guy, and you know I knew uh, just from people that Rudy had worked with the Dolphins. And you know I, I didn't... It's, it's weird thinking back at it, and I kind of I was talking to him about it the other day, and it was just really weird because I didn't know this guy. And, you know, if, if anyone knows Rudy or if they don't know Rudy, Rudy has a, a very strong, you know, serious face all the time. You know, he, he <laughs> might look upset sometimes, but he's the coolest dude ever. He's awesome. Yeah. I love the guy. Yep. Um, and I just, I, you know, everyone was always a little bit intimidated by him, and I just kind of went up to him. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up? You know, this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. Heard you work with the Dolphins. Like, that's really, really cool, and that's what, that's what I wanted to do. I, I want to work with a pro team one day. It was cool. All right, cool, whatever. And that's kind of where the conversation ended. Um, and then throughout that semester, I would just help him with whatever he needed. I was always available. Um, as soon as class ended, even if I didn't have to be at rotations, I was there. I did extra hours. I did all of these things. And he just saw, like, the work ethic that I had, and we got pretty close and he's like, hey, man, are you still serious about, you know, working with the Finns and doing the Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins internship and stuff? I'm like, oh, yeah, man, let's do it. And he's like, all right, cool. Let me see what I can, you know, if I can talk to somebody. And literally the next day I got an email from Troy, who was one of the assistants. He's like, hey, man, come meet with me, um, you know, this weekend or on a Friday. I remember this was this email was happening on a Thursday and I went and I met with him in person on a Friday in like oh, in like February. And I'm just like, whoa, I don't even have time to like prepare, you know, like I was yeah, nervous as heck. It's just, you know, like this is it. This is big times or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I literally, you know, 
the Dolphins facility is inside of Nova Southeastern. So it's like you could see it from where I'm having class, which was kind of creepy. <laughs> but, you know, I, I like literally the next day I went, I kind of met with him. And then he's like, all right, cool, we'll be in touch. And that afternoon he's like, all right, cool, yeah, you'll be a summer intern for us. And I was like, whoa, that all like just happened within a day. You know, um, so that's that's how I got to the fence. I got there because of Rudy Rodriguez, because he put the word in to Troy and Rudy did. Rudy was a summer intern there, but he was also a seasonal there as well back in like 08. Um, and he, uh, you know, he did a good enough job that they love him. They still respect him and stuff. And they were able to take his word and kind of take a chance on me type thing. Yeah. It worked out. So that's how I got there. And then. And that summer, that led to a summer internship, um, which was, and you did one summer or how many summers internships so did you end up? I did, I did two summers. So that led to my first summer internship was in 2011. Gotcha. Um, I was coming out of my sophomore year of undergrad going into my junior year. So 2011 was my first um, summer. Uh, that led to them calling me back and being, hey, are you interested in another summer? I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a local guy. Right. They always want at least somebody, one person that's local so that knows the area and stuff like that. You know, so I was the local guy again. Um, and it was literally right next to class. So it's like, yeah, he could come whenever. Um, that summer internship led to, you know, Kevin O'Neill being like, hey, do you want to help us out for home games? Um, and like, yeah, absolutely. So I would, you know, I'd work home games whenever the team was, was at home on those weekends. And I'd still be in classes and stuff. Yeah. And then it, 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 that turned into me doing an independent study where that was my rotation site, the Dolphins, which was awesome. You know, so I was gotcha. with them the whole year, essentially, not being a seasonal guy yet. And then um, yeah. that led to my first year-long internship. And, for, and so for the summer internship, for people that don't know, um, mm -hmm. what is a summer internship? Um, I guess all entail just for people that maybe don't know about the NFL world. So a summer internship in the NFL is basically training camp, right? So you get there about the week before training camp starts. Training camp is usually at the end of July. Um, and that's when you have all of your new draft picks, all the new rookies that are in, you know, they're, they're the new guys to the NFL, so to speak. And you're starting off your new football year because it is a year long. Um, so that's when the football year really starts in training camp. So as a summer intern, you kind of get there about a week to a week and a half before the athletes actually report for camp. That basically gives you time to, you know, get settled in, get all your gear, know the lay of the land a little bit as to the facility-wise, where everything is, you know, because you're expected to know where everything is. As soon as the players are there, you're expected to know where everything is and how to do everything. You know, you learn how to set up practice. How does practice run? Where do you got to go for this? Where do you got to go for that? How to troubleshoot different things. So it's, it's kind of like a crash course that first week that you're there. Um, and you're just doing a lot of monotonous tasks, <laughs> unpacking tape, uh, you know, stocking tape tables, making all these yeah. specialty pads, especially at Miami. Um, yeah. You know, so you're doing all of this like grunt work, you know, you're just doing all this grunt work stuff. And then once the athletes actually get there, you help out with the whole physical process, which is usually about a day or two days long. And it's a whirlwind of a day as well. It's a lot going on with a million people going here and there and you're, getting sent to this to take someone for an x-ray for an MRI or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's just busy, busy. And then, you know, once that's kind of done, you start practices and you're working practices. And that's when like what you call the dog days of camp 
because it's basically like Groundhog Day. You're doing the same thing for you know, three weeks straight until that first preseason game. Um, and then that's the other part of working, you know, a training camp. You get to be around for the preseason games, which that's kind of like your reward at the end of it, where it's like, all right, man, you did all of this stuff. You, you know, busted your butt for all these weeks, and yep. you really haven't seen anything. Now we get to go play another team, and it happens to be another pro team. You know, so it's like, whoa, this is cool. You get to go to the stadiums. You get to travel. Um, you get to do all of that stuff. So that's that's where it gets really, really cool. That's when I really, really enjoyed camp when you started. You're not hitting each other anymore. You're hitting another team now. You know? Right, so, right. And as, as a summer guy or, or gal, you know, because now there's females in there, which is, I think is awesome, um, you, you get to experience that. You get to experience just the team practicing against each other. You get to really learn what a football practice and flow goes like, and then you go and you play other teams yeah, for preseason games. And then usually your time ends um, shortly after, maybe two, three days after the last preseason game. Because at that point, that team or every team in the NFL starts their regular season. So that's where the two seasonals or one seasonal, whatever it may be, that's where they kind of take the show and they go with it. Um, but all of the extra help, which is, you know, the summer interns, that's where you're gone and you go back to school or whatever it is that, you know, that you're at. And then, yeah, that's kind of where the season goes from there. And what are, you know, um, what are some things you didn't, I guess, that kind of you didn't expect, like, going into it? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Going into the summer internship. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like yeah. I, I know it, like, looks really cool. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of really good things about it. But what are yeah. some of the, the things that kind of caught you off guard? You know, kind of, again, the things that you wish you knew, the behind-the-scenes stuff that maybe people don't, wouldn't know about. Yeah. Um, you know, game day is, you know, off awesome and working with the staff and yep. things like that. Yep. But, yeah, what what are some things that um, kind of caught you off guard just, going yeah, into some um, internship? I always tell people that the NFL logo is this very big, glamorous, glittery logo that it's like, oh, my God, that's the pros. And it's exactly that, right? My first day there, I was like, holy crap, these are, you know, these are the best of the best. Right. And they are the NFL athletes are the best of the best football players in the world. Right. And mm -hmm. within a few days, the glamour of it, you just lose it because it's like, yeah, this is the best of the best. But holy crap, I'm doing a lot of work right now. And this is, you know, like this is go, 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 go all the time. Um, you know, the, the one thing I wasn't expecting, you know, because even in my undergrad, it, it was cool because you, you, you're. You're working with the athletic trainer, but, you know, every every team is kind of, you know, I didn't have football in my undergrad, so all the teams are kind of small. You know, you know your athletes one-on-one. -on -one. You get to your first few days of you know, camp, and you've got 110 guys just running around. Um, and, yeah, like me being a Dolphins fan growing up, I knew who some of the players were, but you don't know who every single player is. So you have to get this thing. It's like, all right, well, i got to learn who's who really, really fast. You know, i got to do this. i got to do that. So, and then everything at, at that point, it's like, hurry up and wait. You know, you, everything has to be done quickly, has to be done efficiently, has to be done right, you know? And I guess I wasn't really expecting that just because from what I was used to, like things got done, but you know, you kind of just took your time with it and stuff, you know, like, no, that's not how it works, at least at the NFL level. At least it didn't, that's not how it works with the Dolphins. Like you needed to get things done now. Um, and it better be right, <laughs> uh, you know, so like things like that, like I wasn't expecting that. And that kind of caught me off guard a little bit at the beginning. But, you know, you just like everything, you just adapt to it. 
and you pick it up and if you have an open mindset to it if, if you know if you go into that hating it already be like oh man i don't like that this guy told me to hurry up you know you gotta have a little bit of a thick skin you know and, and what i feel like working those summer internships with you know pro teams they really help you grow some thick skin because you're gonna get ripped like it's it's inevitable you're That's gonna be to happen it's bound to happen you're gonna get reprimanded for something because you did something wrong and you just didn't know you know and then you're like dude like relax i, I didn't know but that's just how it works you know that's how you learn um so you know it, it, it taught you it, it it really taught me attention to detail i mean to the littlest of things and it really teaches you to bust your butt just kind of like strap in put your head down and work you know because that's what everyone there is doing once training camp starts like that's it this is work season and you know the players sure they're making a lot of money but it is your job to keep these players healthy and to keep them on the field um, and then people who think that a summer intern has no like you know impact on that you are very wrong because you are the first line of defense you are the ones that are providing the treatments for all of these guys you're the ones that are keeping them on the field when they get hurt in camp and yeah some of these injuries may linger and roll over to the regular season but you're the one that's doing all the treatment so you know they these are bodies that are absolutely necessary, um, but you know I, that's kind of what I what I went in there thinking. Oh, I'm already not going to make an impact, and it's like no, no. Like my second day there, I was already, you know, doing a hit of mat on the starting quarterback at the time, which was Chad Henney. It's like, whoa, okay, like this is the guy, you know, like yeah. we kind of got to get this shoulder all right so that he could throw a ball, you know. So it's it was kind of impactful like that, but you know, there's there's just a lot of things that you don't you don't anticipate seeing, you don't anticipate doing. That when you get there it just catches you by surprise and whether you've done it once or whether you've never done it at all it's like all right well we're doing it now let's go you know so buckle down and just do it the best you can mm -hmm. and how do, how does your summer internship you know compare to your seasonal because you got a seasonal after that and so what mm -hmm. what were some of the what were some of the things that were, were the major differences i guess going moving from a summer to a seasonal position for you Right. Well, obviously the length of time, right? Because you're there now the whole year. Um, but with the seasonal position, you have a lot more administrative duties to do. You have a lot more administrative tasks. And the staff counts on you so much more as a seasonal guy as opposed to a summer guy. You know, when, when you have, when the staff needs something in the summer, they go to you and then you have to go delegate it to the interns to get it done. Um, you know, during the season, the staff goes to you and you are the intern. So you are the one that it gets delegated to. You have to make sure it gets done. You know, you're in camp and you have all of this help to set up practice and you set up practice in 25 minutes. You set up seven stations of water, Gatorade, ice, all of this stuff in seven minutes. And then, oh crap, our four interns aren't here anymore. Now it's just me, you know, and then the year before you did it, it was me by myself. And, you know, like I had to do everything by myself and it sucked. It wasn't fun, but I mean, it just teaches you efficiency, man. Like, yep. like the little green golf cart that we drove around every day, like <laughs> that, you and that thing become best friends and like, yep. you learn how to maneuver things. You learn how to hold things while driving a golf cart and having yep. a whole bed full of stuff. <laughs> like you just, you adapt and you just, you make it happen because you don't have a choice. You have to get it done. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it was, it was really different. And then especially for road games, if you don't have something on the road, it is your fault because you are the one that are packing things. You are the one that all of the packing lists get handed to. And they say, update it to whatever has to be updated. Ask me if you're going to change anything and get it done. You know, so 
that was kind of a little bit of a pressure situation. And it's funny because even to this day, today, if we were to have a football game tomorrow, right before the game starts, I'm still kind of panicking a little bit. It's like, what do we forget? What don't we have? What, you know, and it's just, it's that. You know, and I blame the Miami Dolphins for this, but <laughs> it's, it's just that. Here. It's ingrained in you already, man. You're like, <laughs> oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. And then the game starts and you're like, all right, cool. We got it. And then when an injury happens, you're like, God, I hope that when I open this drawer, that knee brace is right there. You open it, the knee brace is there. You know, and it's, and it's even if you put it there, the thing is, it's right, like you're, it's still, you're still gonna freak out. It's always that doubt, you know, and especially <laughs> on a road game because when you're at home, it's a little bit easier. You can still get around and get things, but mm-hmm. on a road game, you're how many x x miles away from your facility? So it's if you forget something, you're kind of screwed, man. So that that's what it. Yeah. You know, those are the biggest differences. It's, there's a lot more pressure on you, man. And then how, so, I mean, how was it like when, after you, you know, when you moved from the seasonal, you did the clinic, the, the clinic job. I mean, you go from football life, you know, summer, yeah. seasonal, you're busy doing all stuff on your own. And then, you know, kind of right before you go on your GA ship, you know, you work at a mm-hmm. clinic. Um, you know, what was that like, you know, football to the clinic route? Um, I've, I personally, I've never worked in a clinic setting, so yeah. I, I don't have that experience. So just out of curiosity. So what was, it was, it was extremely different. It was not a day. It was it was nice that I got to sleep in a little bit, so I didn't have to be up, you know, at four o'clock in the morning every day, which was nice. Um, you know, so you got to sleep in a little bit. You know, I, my hours were from seven thirty to four p.m. every single day, Monday through Friday. So that's where your times you had every weekend off. You had holidays off. Like, what is that? You know, like football. Yeah, you, you work every holiday. You know, it don't matter if it's a holiday, Christmas. Psh, who cares? We're practicing yep. in the morning. You know. <laughs> Um, you know, stuff like that. So it was, it was, it was really different where it was like, man, like, okay, this is, this is cool. I got weekends, I got this and that. And, but to be totally honest with you, I hated it. I hated that one year of clinical experience because I was so used to the football life. I was so used to the hustle and bustle of things. And then I was so used to being on the sidelines. It was nothing is more weird than working football at the pro level, especially right out of undergrad you did four years straight of it essentially right and then come sunday you're on your couch you know me and my dad watching the dolphins game on tv and it's like something's weird i'm not there you know and i and you you feel like this void where it's like no i need to be there like you know yeah all of that work all of those hours like no i i feel really weird watching a football game from my couch you know um yeah. The clinic was still cool, though, because we still saw these athletes. You know, I got to see the players that I worked with for four years because they'd come in for MRIs to see the doctor to get some sort of injection, to get this, that, whatever, you know. Like, so I still saw them, but it was very far and few between. You know, I would see one maybe every two months. You know, I'd see someone from the Dolphins maybe once every two months, you know. So it was, it was weird. I was always around the, the physicians. But the, the, the really good part and the part that I took the most out of was – watching the physicians you know because because at the clinical setting at least how they did it was i was the one that kind of received the patient first i did an intake on the patient i you know any special tests or anything that you know happened i i would do that first and then i would come up with you know like a plan of what i thought we should do and then i'd go and i present it to the doctor and then the doctor would be like all right well let's get you know and then let's get x-rays or let's do this it's whatever we need to do and x-ray was done in office 
So before the doctor even told you to do x-rays, you already knew, oh, we got to put an x-ray order in for this because we have to see it. It's a joint or it's a, it's a bone or whatever. So we would do that. Um, you know, but it, it really, really taught me a lot because you'd see the doctors perform these evaluations. You would be next to the doctor in front of a computer screen going over radiology. Like, I wasn't really taught radiology in undergrad. And I got to learn so much of it because I worked in a trauma clinic where everybody that we saw was broken. That's awesome. So it's like, you know, the first time you see a broken ankle, you're like, whoa, this is crazy. And then you go into the room, you're like, whoa, that's super swollen. And then by the, you know, by the second week, you're like, yeah, we got a bimal fracture. We got this, this, and that. We got this type of, you know, Weber B classification fracture for, you know, and it's just like, wait a minute. You sit back for a second, like, I was never taught this stuff, man. Like, how do yeah. I know all of this stuff, you know? Yeah. So that was really good. And then going into my GA position, into class, when we would go over radiology, all of my classmates were completely lost. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's a sagittal view of this. You know, this is the AP. This is the lateral. That's the sagittal view of that. We're looking at this, 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 and that. I know what type of fracture that is. Like, it just caught so much faster. My, my professor was kind of impressed. He's like, man, you know all of this stuff. Like, how? It's like, well, I worked in a clinic for it. That's how, you know. Um, so that was the really, really, like, cool part about that clinical experience. You got to see all of these things. I got to see the surgeries pretty much whenever I wanted to, you know. Yeah. Um, but I hated it because it wasn't football. It wasn't sports. I was dealing with a lot of older patients that were just aching and hurt. And a lot of people, unfortunately, in society, they just want pain meds. They don't want to go to rehab. They don't want to do anything. They just want to feel better, you know. But they don't want to do anything to feel better. They just want to take yeah. a pill, and then that's that's not the answer. Taking a pill for controlling pain is not the answer. You know? yeah. That's what we ran into a lot. A lot of older patients that didn't want to go to rehab, didn't want home rehab. They just wanted a, you know, an oxy pill, or they wanted some Toradol pills, or they wanted you know stuff like mm-hmm. that. Oh, it's just it's not how it works. So it was frustrating on that aspect. And then the clinical part, I didn't really do any rehab, and I missed that. With the Dolphins and with the undergrad, you constantly did rehab with all of your athletes. And you had a very intimate relationship with these guys because you knew their history. You you talked and you were almost like their psychologist sometimes. You know, and they would tell you their problems. They would tell you all their dating drama and all of this and all of that. And they're like, <laughs> you know, and unfortunately, you'd see them for their, at their highest of highs and you'd see them at their lowest of lows whenever a family member passed away like, that yeah. that impacts you because you see this person every day and you see them down and sad and all this stuff. You know, like in the clinical setting, you see your patient maybe once. Oh yeah, we'll see you in four to six weeks. You know, so you don't build that it's, intimate relationship with somebody. You know, that makes sense. That makes so sense. that's and I don't like that. I, I like to have relationships with you know all of your guys in your rehab and stuff. You know who their families are. You know what they like to do in their spare time. Yeah. You know, because that's where you can kind of get to them on that level. And then the rehab is just that much better because you, you understand, you know? And so, and so for, for you, you're, you're kind of, well, exactly where you want to be in a sense where for now, like the football, football world, the football, you know, um, areas where you want to be and where you want to end up. And that's, that's where your passion and your love, uh, is and where it lies right now. Right. I mean, I guess in the past, but you know, and then that may may not change in the future, but. Right, right. And, I, and I've, I've always said it, and, you know, we've even talked about it, that football has a shelf life, um, especially for yep. what we do as athletic trainers, just because it is so demanding, time-wise, right? right? Like, right. yeah, we're doing this podcast on a Saturday, you know, here at 4, 4.19 p.m. in Utah, but, yep. 
next week, that's it. This this Saturday's off thing ends because we're gonna have spring practices spring, next spring week. Football. You know? And then, oh yeah, but you have Sunday off. No, you don't because you have to go in and do treatment sessions on yeah. Sunday. You know, because you're gonna have yeah. injuries throughout the week. So it's kind of football season kind of starts up again for the next six weeks. Um, and and it's it, it's it's hard, you know. So, yeah. But what I, I, what? I love what I do. You know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Like, I, I mean, I love hearing that, you know, um, I mean, as long as you're, you know, you're enjoying it, that's, that's like the biggest thing. Um, one question I wanted to ask, cause I get asked this sometimes too, was the, your differences between college football and the NFL, like at least for me, you know, obviously college wise, the colleges that you've been to, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Florida yeah. and Utah versus the NFL. Yeah. What are some of the biggest differences when people are, are like thinking NFL football versus college football? Um, I mean, it goes without being said, the biggest difference is the talent gap, right? Because watching a practice in the NFL is, it's, it's poetry in motion, man. And I know it sounds like a dumb cliche, but like, you don't really understand how good these individuals are at what they do until you go from, like what I did, you go from the pro setting, which is, that's all you know, and you're like, oh, this guy sucks. And then you go to the college setting, and you're like, whoa, hold on. Like, <laughs> this is the number nine ranked team in the country. And we're dropping balls in practice like it's nobody's business. Or this guy can't come out of his route. Or this guy can't, you know, block this defensive end. Or, you know, like little things like that. You start to see the little tiny things. Gotcha. And you're like, man. Like, so the talent gap for me was the first was... thing that I realized. I was like, okay. man, this, like, these guys. Even the Cleveland Browns, who at the time were the worst team, you know, like they are awesome compared to what these guys are doing. But it's, it's <laughs> obviously the talent gap is, is different. But like, it's it's different too, and people find this kind of weird. Colleges sometimes have more resources than pros, um, and what do I mean by that? It's college football, especially. It's I mean. Pro football is the biggest business in the world. It's a multi-billion dollar business. But college football is also, college sports is a business all in within yeah. itself. And yep. football is, is one of the biggest uh, grossing you know, sports. That and college basketball are the, are the two sports that make money for college sports. Um, so when you have like boosters, when you have to go recruit people, you know, like that's a big difference, man. Because you're really not recruiting anybody in the NFL. The NFL is a business. They select you. When you get to college, right. it is totally different. The student athlete selects the school. And all of these schools have to put out the dog and pony show, like we call it, and you know, impress these kids and want them to go there and try to bring them there, you know. So that was one of the things that like I still hate to this day. I hate recruiting, man. Like all of that stuff. Like I think it sucks. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're trying to convince a 17-year-old kid who doesn't know what the heck they want to do in life. Like, oh, this is where you want to be. You know, like this right. is the spot and all that stuff. So it's just, it's, it's weird. You know, it's, it's kind of, it was weird. And, and then the other, the other big difference that I, that I first got, you know, introduced to when I went to Florida is college football is year-round. It really is year-round. Because you finish your season, you start winter conditioning, you go straight into spring ball, you go into summer conditioning, you go into training camp, you go into season, and then, oh, by the way, it starts all over again. Yep. In the pros, you have training camp, you have your season, and there's an off season. 
and then you have OTAs and, and you know mini camps and stuff like that after your new draft exactly. class is in. And then you have another extended break. And it's not like we're not doing anything. We're sitting on our hands during that time. Like, no, there's a lot of paperwork going on. There's a lot of administrative stuff going on. A lot of off-season rehabs going on. Absolutely. And a lot of stuff, you know, like the combine is on right now. So it's like, you know, all of these guys are over there doing medical checks in the combine and doing all these things, you know. So it's not like we're not doing anything. There's, there's a lot of work going on. But you're not on the field working practice. You're not traveling to an away game. You're not doing that stuff. So it's different. And, and I feel like in the NFL, your year gets broken up a lot better. And there's structure right. to it. In college sports, there's, there's yeah, your year's broken no, up. Stop. It's a different training periods. is how yeah. I like to look at it. Yep. Because exactly. the guys are always there. They're always there with the exception of spring break and with the exception of the month right after spring ball and before summer conditioning starts. Those two are the only downtimes that you really have when you're in college football. Um, yep. And then, obviously, the bigger the program that you get to, um, the more busy you're going to be. It's just, it's just the reality. It's just how it goes. If your team sucks, then, yeah, you'll have a lot more downtime. <laughs> if your team is good, then you're not going to have as much downtime. Yeah. There's, 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 there's very, very distinct differences, but there's also very, very, you know, distinct similarities like you know right, like for sure football, football man you're still gonna have to work practice it's still gonna be a grueling you know time schedule you're still gonna be there every morning dark and early and you're gonna leave when it's dark you know a lot yeah. of times the only time that you see the sun is when you're out of practice um so it's that's that's the similarities of it it's still football it's and at the end of the day it's still injuries you know, you're, you're, you're exactly. battling kind of the same stuff anatomy hasn't changed and it's not gonna change you know so an ankle sprain yeah. in the NFL is an ankle sprain in college, yeah. man. It's the same yep. stuff. You, know? yep. you just treat rehab and get them back as best you can. As best you can, as quickly as you can, as quickly mm -hmm. as, and safely as possible. Exactly. That's what it's like. I, I, I kind of have the same, that same um, answer to people in NFL compared to college. Uh, a lot of it is that just that schedule, college football, yeah. just being all year round versus it's, the NFL with all, you know, so many more breaks. And people think it's opposite. They're, they think, you know, NFL is going to, be way more working like no it's it's actually opposite there's a lot more work in college than there is in the nfl of course that you know that changes depending like you said a good team like what level of football like a d2 or a you know d3 school versus a you know right. sec football or something um, right right well very and not only that like in the offseason in the nfl the guys leave Oh yeah, out on vacation and <laughs> yeah, Bahamas. they go. They have they have families, you know. Like you know, like these guys already have families at that point, and and right. just because they play for the Miami Dolphins does not mean that they're from Miami. In fact, ninety five percent of the roster isn't even from Florida. Yeah, you know? so everyone like, just flies back home. They fly back home and they train back home. They do all the stuff. Yep. They take their vacations. They go with their families. Do whatever they got to do. You know, it's at the end of the day, they're normal people like me and you, yeah. and you know, they have their lives, but. Their job is to play football, which is pretty cool. You know, but yep. that's what it's like, man. That's awesome, man. So there's, there's, there's differences, but there's, there's a lot of similarities at the end of the So, um, just kind of, you know, kind of gearing up toward the toward the end of the podcast, but um, wanted to see what are some of your, you know, if like let's say there are people that are listening just for fun, but let's say if there are people that are listening, at least in athletic training, that are wanting to look into getting involved with football. I guess what are some what are some tips that you have uh, for people that want to work either you know kind of higher level football you know whether it's college or NFL some of the things that you've learned over the way just kind of sum up maybe like two or th your top two or three things um, that you would recommend um, 
you know, kind of for people that would help them out if well, they're I mean, interested in. Yeah, if they're interested in it. I mean, if if you're a student, you know, kind of still figuring out what you want to do. Um, obviously, you know, the first the first thing to start is to see if your college or if your program uh, has a football program, right? And if they don't, that's okay because I'm almost willing to bet that they're going to have you go out to high school sites where you're going to be experiencing football. Obviously, it's not as glamorous and it's not the glitz and everything of, you know, and, and the, the notoriety of NFL or big-time college football. Uh, but it's still football. And you get, to be, you get to be thrown into the fire, so to speak, with a lot less available to you. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still the same sport. You're still going to have those injuries there at that level. So I would say you start there. You start at high school, and that's kind of where I started. That's kind of where everyone really starts, you know. You start at the high school level, and they're like, yeah, I, I like this. This is cool. You know, I, I like this. And it's the schedules for high school aren't as grueling as, you know, college or, or pros and stuff like that. So it, sure. it gets you – you definitely get your feet wet with, with that. Um, okay. The next thing I would say is, you know, if, you have a, if you're in a program that has a college football, you know, team, do whatever you can to, to go either work spring ball or work training camp and work the season, you know, because even if you don't get to work the season or training camp, you're still working spring ball. So spring ball is nothing is different. You're still passing the ball. You're still running plays. You're still having contact. You know, it's still football and you do have your spring game, which is an exhibition type thing. Where it's, you know, it's a scrimmage against each other, but it's still a football game. You know, so you get to experience that. So, I mean, I guess that, that very, very big tip is get involved. Get involved with football. You have to, if you want to do it, you have to get involved with it because there's not there. If there's something I've learned, just going through athletic training, it's every sport has their little caveats. Every sport mm -hmm. has their certain ways that they treat things. Have certain um, time periods that you need. You know, an elbow injury in football is not the same as an elbow injury in baseball, or an elbow injury in tennis. A knee injury in football is definitely not the same as a knee injury in basketball. You know, right. Patella tendonitis puts a player in basketball down for two weeks. Patella tendonitis in football, it's like, dude, put a strap on and let's go. <laughs> you know? Right. So yeah. and that's and that's what people have to experience. They gotta experience that it's it's different for every sport. At the end of the day, you're still treating people the same, you're still treating the same injuries, but the way that they are treated and the way that people recover for you know to have to do what they have to do in their sport. It's a little bit different, you know, so uh, that's what I try to explain to our students, you know, now at, at Utah. Say, hey, you know, it's great that you experienced football, you know, and for some of them, that was their first rotation. So it's like, awesome. You got to see, like, pretty much everything, nice. right? But nice. now some of them go to gymnastics and some of them go to baseball. Some of them go to uh, women's volleyball, you know. So you're experiencing all these other sports, but you're not going to see some of the same injuries. You know, a finger dislocation in football, depending on the position, but it's not really a big deal. Like, buddy tape it, put it back, you know, just go. Finger dislocation in volleyball, that's a very big deal. You know, because they have to spike with that hand or they have to, you know, still set and stuff. So that's where they start to learn, you know, the differences and stuff. But if, if you want to work football, you, you just got to get involved with it. Man. And then, yeah, like NFL-wise, uh, I've we've had – three students now from Utah get accepted to a summer internship nice. um, and, and for, for football teams. You know, I think it's the Saints, the Chargers, and the Vikings. Um, and, like, they, they kind of went up to me and they're like, hey, I'm interested in doing this. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I don't know what I have to do, you know. Um, 
And it was, I, I always tell this to everyone. This is what I did. This is what you did. You have a cover letter, you have a resume, and you send out 32 letters to 32 NFL teams. And if you don't hear back from anybody, don't let that discourage you. Keep trying. Yeah. And if you do hear back from one person, perfect. That could be the team that you get on with. You know? Yeah. Um, you have to have good references. Uh, have to have people that are willing to vouch for you. They're willing to put their neck on the line, so to speak, for you. Um, because at the end of the day, this is, you know, you're recommending them, but they're trusting your decision on this person. They don't know Absolutely. who this person is. So, you know, you have to have good references and all of that, but, you know, you just have to try, man. You have to try, and if for whatever reason football doesn't work out, hey, guess what? There's still pro baseball. There's still pro basketball. There's other pro areas. hockey. Mm-hmm. There's other areas that if you do end up getting something like that and you still say, hey, I still want to go to football, having that pro team on that resume can help you already gets you from mm-hmm. here to all the way up here, you know? Yeah. And that helps you get into football. Um, so just, you know, it's it's – Sometimes it could be discouraging. Sometimes it could be tough, but you just can't. You got to just keep going. If this is really what you want to do, yeah. if you are that serious about working football at the NFL level, so to speak, um, you just got to keep going until you finally yeah. get it. Man. And you got to be uh, lucky. A little bit of luck, you know? I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, you know, real quick, I, and I was asking you in your tips, but just to kind of piggyback off of that, I actually, and then some people know, some people don't know, when I was applying for summer internships, three years, all 32 teams zero internships like i had i both that took me three years of all 32 teams before i even got an interview for a summer internship which led to a summer internship but uh yeah so if you're listening like it you know like danny was saying you know sometimes you apply and you get it and it it all goes pretty smooth but if you don't you just apply again and if you really want it you just be persistent don't let the rejection stand in the way because and then for me it was weird because yeah, like you went through all of that, right? You got rejected for three years straight. And for me, the first chance. I right, got. yeah. See, But yeah. then flip side, when I was trying to get into G- to grad school, I had the same experience where right. I would interview with people and I'd get denied. Or yeah. you have everything. You were accepted and you still get denied. You know, like, yeah. so you got it with the NFL part. I got it with yeah, grad school with part. Like, you're going to experience it no matter some what, point. which is a yeah. thing, you know. But yeah, absolutely, man. Like, you just it's going to be discouraging it's going to hurt it's going to suck like man am i not good or am i not this you know you're going to kind of yeah. check yourself and you're going to question yourself just keep going and someone yeah. somewhere exactly you know and now you're wearing a Rams shirt so you got to work with the rams <laughs> you have dolphins gear <laughs> like you know it's like you work with all these teams you work with the chargers right you did a summer with the chargers no 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 it's a uh, seahawks Seahawks. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so yeah. you worked with three nfl teams like yeah that's freaking awesome was, dude it, yeah i was super fortunate man it, it, you know, it, like it went from nothing and then it just kind of gained momentum yeah after, you just have no idea exactly but absolutely but yeah that's what i told my, my students yeah. and thankfully you know i think five of them applied and three of them got a spot and those awesome. other two like i told them hey man like don't let this keep trying you know and there's other things and then here in salt lake especially you got the utah jazz right in downtown which is five right. minutes campus what happens if you shoot an email? Hey, can I observe just, for a few days mm-hmm, or something? Exactly. You know, that's how you build that connection. And all of a sudden, they're the ones that are asking you, hey, you want to come back for an internship? You know? Yeah. And that's the thing that people don't, they don't think about that. They're like, oh, well, no. No one's going to answer my email. I'm nobody. It's like, well, you don't know. If you put don't it out there and see, yeah. Put it out there and see what happens. Put it out there and see what sticks, man. You know, that's how it works. Yeah. But Let the market decide. But that's, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, awesome man well dude this uh was an awesome awesome uh little podcast session it's my officially my longest one yet yeah this was i'm sorry yeah it was was awesome (laughs) um no it was cool this is gonna be interesting to see if see if uh dude we'll put it out there anyone listens to this i think it'll bring some good insight (laughs) yeah yeah no absolutely Uh, uh, These are just my experiences. Obviously, I mean, there's different experiences, but I mean, it's all. Yeah, and, I, and that's that's the goal too. Is just to you know, really, just to bring on everyone with their own experiences, and you know, someone out there will relate to somebody, whether it's you or me or somebody else. And yeah, um, yeah. so, really, just trying to you know, create something informative, man. And and so, I appreciate you kind of you know sharing everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, some of the behind the scenes stuff, and. Um, you know, hopefully it has helped someone out there, um, with it, you know, and, and if you guys have, you know, questions about, you know, you know, football, if you reach out well to me or Danny, Danny's well for now at the time of recording at the university of Utah football, so you can find him there. If you've got questions, um, hopefully you're okay with me just throwing it out there. Um, I'm always, people help me get to where I'm at. It's only fair that I do that to people, you know, I don't know. You know, it's it's fair that I could help them. Yeah. I'm helping them get somewhere. So yeah, I'm I appreciate all for it, man. that, man. Any I questions? Let it. me know. I'm all about it. Good stuff. All right, Danny. Um, good talk. I appreciate you, my man. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk soon. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, brother. Deuces.